Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. How was trick-or-treat? Did you have a good time last night? We sure did. We had some people over, and girls got around, and, um, yeah, got a lot of candy. Now we have to do the switch witch. The what? (laughs) What does that mean? The switch witch. What's that? Well, you... Well, you bribe your kids to give their candy away in exchange for something else. So they ah. don't uh, just uh, eat mm. a ton of candy. The Switch Witch comes. Now, that's kind of a... You don't know about <clears throat> the Switch Witch? Mm. No, I'm sure it's. I'm sure all dentists oppose it. Well, no, I would think yeah, they would support it. Switch Witch. <laughs> they want those kids yeah. eating that candy, don't they? Because uh-huh. that leads to pillows. Oh, yeah, okay, I got oh, you. Okay. Yeah, their pocketbook over their principles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have their the kids' best interest in mind. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying I'm big, only kidding. Rick's like, only big kidding. dentistry hey. is, is the reason behind all these cavities. It's big all dentistry. All those dentists yeah. out there, I'm, I didn't mean it. I was only kidding. Randy didn't buzz me, but I was just kidding. It's it's okay. We. I was, I, was, I was thinking you'd say, well, they should be supporting the switch, which, because that Rick way. Rick is an anti-dentite. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, no, I didn't no, realize no. that. Okay. No. All right, Trey, I, I, I was busy, was unable to uh, hear the Sam Pittman press conference. What did Sam have to say today? Yeah, well, he, I thought it was interesting. He didn't want to talk about um, any more coordinator stuff with, you know, why Dan Enos was let go. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm. Um, Tom asked him about, you know, if the communication with the blocking schemes was, you know, one of the reasons, and he just kind of said yes, and basically they didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so I uh, thought that was interesting. Rocket Sanders, you know, basically just needs to keep practicing, and I think it sounds like he'll be good to play on Saturday. They just want to see him. Uh, continue to do what he's done uh, these next couple of days. So that's good. Devon Manuel and uh, Andrew Chambly, as we know from Monday, both those guys are expected to play. Uh, Pittman says uh, Manuel is getting pretty close uh, to being back to where he was in fall camp before the stinger issues kept popping up. I yeah, Trey, him, what is a you know, stinger? Yeah, I mean, the way he's describing it kind of makes me think <laughs> maybe like almost like a crick in your neck a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, just – I think it's probably pretty common, you know. When he was talking about it, it made me think about, you know, when I'm hunched over my computer too long and start getting that feeling up the back of my neck. And I've had it where it's been, like, chronic before, and I've had to get it worked on. So maybe it's something something like that. I always thought of a stinger, though, you know, when you hit somebody and maybe you ducked your head or something like that, and you kind of get that nerve sensation down your neck. I don't know if any of you guys have had that, but – we probably have because when we were all playing football, it was uh, the heads-up football stuff wasn't really a thing. So you you kind of get those sensations every once in a while. So that, that's kind of what I've always thought it is. Uh, but whatever it is, it's been holding him back a lot. So uh, it'd be nice to be able to get Manuel out there because they were really high on him uh, in camp uh, before he just started having you know one injury after another, um, and the latest one being a stinger that's just kind of plagued him for a while. So. Uh, you know, I asked him about uh, uh, Sale, the offensive coordinator, who's also the offensive line coach. They have two offensive line coaches. 
I found that out, actually, uh, the Utah game uh, in the first game of the season. I think they had a special teams gaffe, and um, I think it was brought up at that time. They didn't have a special teams coordinator, but they had two offensive line coaches, um, which I found was interesting. You don't see that very much. But he, as the offensive line coach, is also the uh, offensive coordinator for Florida. So, um, And Pittman knows him because – uh, he was the offensive line coach at Georgia under Mark Rich um, when um, before Kirby Smart took over, and so they had kind of an overlap. And you know, it's always awkward, but it's uh, they you know he handled it very professionally, and they're they're good friends now. Um, so thought that was pretty interesting, um, just that dynamic. And um, so I think that's probably um, probably the main points, Randy, from today. Let's uh, talk with Doug. No, we won't. Got him. Yeah. Every time. Every time. And That's right. I thought he had held over from the previous hour, but obviously he did not. Uh, Ricky says from our Asher Record Service Company, Life and Feedback, what football towns and schools in Arkansas would you be recruiting? With OU and Texas coming in the league, we need to beat the bushes, the Arkansas bushes, so we can't afford to miss anybody the towns in arkansas to recruit correct well warren is obviously a big producer of high level talent um so that's one (laughs) it's incredible Uh, i mean trey think about it like i mean just the per capita doesn't make any sense per i mean how many towns of that size have put that many players in the league I know, and they've got more coming. I know. <laughs> and they, they were talking about Maddox Lassiter today also, who's a freshman walk-on who might start playing uh, and, you know, might be a guy that one day we talk about as a walk-on earning a scholarship. So, um, you know, Incredible. that would put another Warren player, uh, a scholarship player on the roster. So, yeah, it's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, I could kind of compare Warren in a lot of ways to some small towns in Georgia and South Georgia, uh, you know, like Johnson County. Um it's, you know, the friendliest town in Georgia is uh, Wrightsville, which is the home of Herschel Walker. And uh, there's a ton of players that come out of this, you know, that small little area, um, you know, not just Johnson County, but, you know, schools from around there, too, uh, that just produce way above uh, what they should. And um, and Warren's like that in Arkansas. Um, so uh, that's the first one that jumps out. Obviously, uh, Little Rock doesn't produce like it. It has in the past, but, um, you know, that's a state or, excuse me, a city that's certainly capable of doing that. And, you know, really the metro area of Little, not just Little Rock, but, you know, Bryant and all this, you know, places around there. Um, you know, Texarkana used to produce a pretty good bit every once in a while. Pine Bluff used to. It seemed like every few years you'd get a guy out of Pine Bluff. Yeah. Um, you know, West Memphis. Those are some of the places that jump off, you know, off the top of my head. And you know, Northwest Arkansas produces uh, as well. Fort Smith, um, North Side and South Side both produce from time to time. I noticed, uh, at least I read it, uh, saw it on Twitter, where Cash Archer uh, Greenwood has been yeah, offered Greenwood's, by Ole Miss. Greenwood's a quarterback producer, absolutely, and, uh, and a Drew Morgan producer, and a linebacker, and a Grant Morgan producer. <laughs> Any more Morgans yeah. up there that you're aware of? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> I think that might be it. Uh, but uh, as far as anybody with any eligibility, uh, I think that's it. So, um, Trey, I got a new yeah. name for you. I also uh, saw this on Twitter. Uh, Jonas Nance 
He plays for Shallow Christian. He's an offensive lineman. He was named the Brad Scott State Farm Player of the Week against Prairie Grove. 13, 13 pancake blocks in the game, and he graded out at 98%. That's almost amazing. 13 pancakes. It's almost unbelievable, Rick. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Close, I, I almost went there. Almost yeah. went there. No, almost. 13 pancakes in one game. <laughs> hey, here's a question for you, Trey, from our Asher Record Service Live Fan Feedback. What's the latest on the offensive coordinator search, and who would you like as the offensive coordinator? And it did. this question did prompt me to think, you know, of course, you, you don't have to, you know, say this as a, I'm reporting, but – You'd have to think feelers are already starting in to some degree, even if it's super casual, right? Yeah, I would think there's there's well, I know that Sam Pittman's fielding calls, but yeah. you know from you know the way he puts it, he's you know kind of putting that aside for right now and focusing on the season. Uh, I, I think it's a little too early to start talking, not talking about maybe who, but I, I to for me to actually know who might be a realistic candidate out there. I, I couldn't. I couldn't venture a guess right now, uh, but we do know that he, you know, obviously started getting phone calls and stuff like that uh, pretty soon. And uh, after the Danny news came out, uh, I think what would be great is if uh, you know the offense takes makes this miraculous turnaround and uh, they start winning a bunch of games here to close things out, and uh, then it makes it an easier choice, right? I mean, then I think you would maybe consider strongly Kenny Guyton if the offense uh, does turn around. Now, obviously that sounds ridiculous right now that they would just do that because he hasn't done anything yet, right? But uh, I think that would that would – if it's Kenny Guyton, that would mean that, you know, things turned around pretty quickly and um so that would be i guess ideal but yeah i don't i don't know i would i would you know it starts with going back through you know sam Pittman's, you know coaching tree his past uh people that have you know maybe worked under him as you know grad assistants long ago and and just kind of going through his tree and seeing which guys make sense and i just i haven't had an opportunity to to really dive into that just yet but would you want to trade hire an offensive coordinator to match up with the players that you have now, which is basically that would have been a good thing to do last yeah, time. Exactly, in the brawl <laughs> system. I mean, I would think you'd, right. you'd want somebody like that. Uh, Feral Hogs. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say. You know, you guys remember Auburn in 2012. You guys remember the changes that happened to Auburn in 2012? It was was that when Gus, Gus came Malzahn. in? Yeah, you no, know, that's when he left. Oh, okay, Gus, yes, okay. yeah, oh yeah, you know, a yes. really good 2010, and then Scott Leffler was pretty good. Was it Leffler? Scott that came Leffler in? came yes. in, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. And uh, Malzahn had taken the Arkansas State job, and Chiswick, with that move, decided that they needed to move to more of a pro-style type of, of offense right. to move the program <laughs> forward and get away from this gimmicky spread stuff that had worked so well that had led the SEC. Got him to know, a national, offense. won a national championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was a disaster. Kyle Frazier was the quarterback, and Frazier played under Josh Floyd, who was a Malzahn disciple, obviously. And it never run that kind of attack, and it was just a disaster. And ended up getting Chiswick fired. They went three and nine, I believe, that year. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, just two didn't seasons win after winning game. the national championship. Yeah, didn't win a conference game. Yep. And this situation kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I hmm. mean, just you know, going away from an offense that's working for you. Arkansas was 
471 yards a game last year. And Auburn in that 2010 team with Cam Newton at quarterback, that helps. Uh, but, you know, K.J. was compared a lot to Cam Newton. Um, you know, that offense was 499 yards a game. So pretty similar um, results in a lot of ways. Mm. Not totally. Obviously, that Auburn team was more powerful. But, um, yeah, just kind of there's a lot of parallels there. Well, let me ask <laughs> with, you this. Let me follow up uh, with, with this change. then. If Arkansas follows the same exact fate and finishes at that three and nine, well, yeah, then yeah. then do you I, think I, he would? Do you think Sam suffers the same fate? I think when if, when we're sitting in it and you're three and nine and you just you know well, that means beating, beating FIU right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. losing your final game again to Missouri when you're sitting in that, um, yeah, I think that that would probably do it. Mm. That would that would probably do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback, Feral Hog says Kane Archer. Will Arkansas offer Kane, or do they not think he's any good? The dude killed PA Pulaski Academy. I thought Arkansas had already offered Kane. Yes, I believe so. Hasn't yeah. just haven't haven't a lot of people offered him? Oh, Michigan offered yeah, him. Yeah, he's uh, USC, right? Pretty well regarded. Yeah, yeah. recruit. Yeah. He may have gotten that offer back when he was in the eighth grade uh, from uh, so Michigan. He's got um, yeah. so he's twenty six. Obviously, it's a ways off, but he's got in Arizona, Arkansas, Florida State, um, Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Texas A and M. He's got a pretty hefty offer offer list, especially for a twenty twenty six. Wow! All right, uh, nope. Uh, we gotta wait a moment. Uh, this from our uh, Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Prescott is good. There's been a few athletes come out of Prescott. Yeah. Uh, in times Prescott. past. It was the Curly Wolves. Curly Wolves. That's right. Uh, H. Nutt was really bragging on the Lindsey boy, Drake Lindsey, this morning. I, I will never figure yeah. that one out, Trey, while Arkansas – did not even bring him Just in. not even a lot of interest, was it? No, um, nothing. None. Yeah, none. For you know, obviously, there's a lot of legacy um, there. Connections with uh, the Lindsays in Arkansas, and um, yeah, he's committed to Minnesota. That's a great spot for him. Um, but uh, and the, but that was you know, Minnesota is probably his his biggest offer, I guess, out of all of them. But um, yeah. Tulsa you know, and a couple others, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's put up some um, pretty, pretty, pretty solid numbers this year. I think he's thrown so, uh, one interception every game. Yeah. yeah, he's thrown almost forty touchdown passes or somewhere around there with one interception. Amazing numbers. All right, let's talk with uh, Tony. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. You asked Trey about the offensive coordinator search uh let's see we asked trey about the towns in arkansas so i think we've got that caught up do you see anything yeah well just this one on our um southern structural solutions text line cliff kingsbury texter says cliff kingsbury will not be on the market very long should hunter strike first and fire Pittman to get kingsbury well, his college well, record isn't exactly brilliant. No, I no, agree. It's not. But and he was at um, when he, where was it? USC and then Texas Tech. Uh, he he was at Texas Tech. Texas Tech. At USC. He was at Texas Tech, which was his alma mater. He was yeah, head he coach there for a long time. OC out it. And then 
he took the OC job at USC briefly yeah, for like a month. Before, yeah, before taking the um, Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, and then where did he? He's back at to... USC as an offensive analyst right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's back in it. Um, I think when he went, where did he go? Like Thailand or yeah. something? Yeah, I think he, uh, he yeah. took a little sabbatical really? in Thailand for just a few months. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he nobody to coach over there is there. Um, I don't know, maybe recruiting for a while. Maybe recruiting, you know, <laughs> could have been. Recruiting yeah. in Thailand. You never know. You never know. Could be some, <laughs> wow. could be some, uh, some talent over there. Sport, hey, never yeah. know. Yeah. Never know unless you look. Yeah. Now I think I think you just need a, a sabbatical away from uh, <laughs> the NFL and the pressures he was probably under in that that pressure cooker of a job he was at, especially yeah. dealing with Kyler Murray and the drama. In that, that like a graveyard well, and, right now. And though. I don't know if you saw, but. I believe the Cardinals are on the front page of ESPN.com today. Um, it was not a great place to work, apparently. Miserable yeah. to people is uh, the title of it. it says, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of places getting hit with that these days. Toxic workplaces. Michigan State Athletic yeah. Department, Cardinals, Washington Commanders. Yeah, mm-hmm. be nice to your employees. Yeah, I mean, if you're losing, then it's going to be a toxic workplace, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Football. <laughs> you think Sam Pittman's not in a toxic workplace right now? <laughs> <laughs> what do yeah. you think their HR department's saying? You know, win, I guess winning really does solve <laughs> more than you think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Chris Turney sure just told the story about uh, who's the best to work with in the National Football League and who's the worst to work with in the National Football League. Best, he said, was the Patriots. And really? Belichick, yeah. Really? And, uh, oh, yeah. He said he's, he's straightforward. Uh, he'll tell you basically what he's willing to do. and uh, No negotiating, I assume, or uh, very little room that, for that negotiation. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Then he said the worst is Cincinnati. He said they oh, are the cheap. cheap, oh, cheapest organization cheap. out there. Yeah. Huh. And uh, they, they don't have a lot of – their owner doesn't have a lot of cash on hand, apparently, yeah, <laughs> to pay bonuses. <laughs> they, the parents uh, were waiting for their sons to come out of the locker room. They made them stand out in the freezing rain and – this kind of stuff. Not didn't even put a tent over the. Didn't have any heaters or anything. Hmm. Um, this from Mark. He said, uh, "Trey, who might be your top three on the Heisman list?" Top three. You're a Heisman Penix. voter, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Okay. Is Penix? It, I, you know, at mm-hmm. one point early before Bowers got hurt, I would I might have had him up at the top. Um, I'd love for a non-quarterback to get it. Penix um, is putting up big numbers at Washington. Bo Nix, you'd have to include him in the mix, too. How amazing. Yeah. And I don't know who would be third. Would Bo Nix be the I'm oldest a- player to ever win it? I got to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at past winners. Yeah. You know, you never know. Back in the early days, there could have been someone who was, you know, uh, he uh, maybe a, a war veteran who came back and played later on. I don't know. Let's yeah. uh, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> possible. Maybe something like that. It's possible. Yeah, yeah that would be the only thing. But as far as consistent play or, or you know, <laughs> college entry at 18 and then winning it at whatever he's at now, which I think is close to Trevor Lawrence's age, it's pretty impressive. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, if there's a running back or something that that jumps out to me right now. Um, Is it a weird year for it, Trey? In your opinion, like, do you feel like no one's really separated themselves yet? I mean, Penix has obviously played very well. Penix but. is is probably. I mean, I've got to think he's the favorite right now. Um, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels has put up some really good numbers, but they got to win. You got to win more, I think. 
They got Alabama this weekend. It's going to make or break his chances yeah. this weekend yeah, with I'm, Alabama. I'm not on the Shadur Sanders deal. Um, no. Well, they yeah, say. I don't know who I'd pick third. Trey, can't pick Caleb Williams because hey. he's down from, you know, what he did last year. So Trey, I, I, I want you to uh, – this was uh, – I don't know where I got it. Who cares? Uh, but Brian Kelly uh, was talking today about the rivalry with Alabama. And there's so much talk going to the seven plus one where you only have one permanent opponent. And I hope that's not the case. But anyway, uh, he said, Kelly said, I think we're going to have a say on what scheduling looks like in terms of Alabama against LSU. I think that the I think that Commissioner Sankey has given us an opportunity <laughs> to talk about the team or teams that we want to keep on our schedule. Really? What? Well, well, listen. What? What? Why? The SEC hadn't even announced anything beyond twenty-four. The Big Twelve has announced twenty-four through twenty-seven, and the was it the Big Ten has announced like for the next seven or eight years. They've already got their yeah. schedules out. Because of the controversy of whether they're going to eight or nine conference games, which again, right. they're going to go to Gotta nine. Gotta go.